Welcome to the Holistic Wealth and Health Podcast. Your co-hosts, Jason Smith and Brian Bibbo will inspire and teach you how to prosper in your mind, body and spirit, not just your financial life. Joining forces with field experts, Jason and Brian are here to help you focus on what matters most in your life, living well. Let's get started. Welcome in everybody to the JL Smith Holistic Wealth and Health Podcast. I have my partner here with me today, Jason Smith, and I'm excited to interview him in our first edition of this podcast. So Jason, thanks for being here today. Oh man, I'm excited. This is fun. We're in my uh, home office studio and we're actually about to have a big client event to kick off the Holistic Wealth and Health Podcast and Dr. Elko is speaking. This is going to be a fun day today. It's absolutely going to be fun. If you don't know who Dr. Elko is, motivational speaker, uh, he has a degree from LSU University, and he it has the ability to take and transcend the psychology of the success to athletes, entrepreneurs, individuals. So we're bringing out some of our, our favorite people in our organization, some of our clients, uh, about 100 of them that are going to come out today to listen to him speak. So we're very excited to have them. But Jason, let's talk a little bit about you here today. I, I know that's something we want to get into, a little bit about your background and, and being the founder of JL Smith and everything else. But I want to go back to the grassroots for you. Tell me where you grew up. I know you're one of 10 children. Can you speak a little bit about that? How was that growing up? What do those humble beginnings look like? Yeah, yeah. And technically, I, it was one of 11. Yeah. And I found the reason... Brian misspoke is because I found that out not long ago. Uh, my dad passed a couple years ago and somebody came out of the woodwork, believe it or not. So yeah, youngest of 11. And I actually grew up about 20 minutes from where we're at right now, kind of out in the country in, in Grafton, Ohio. And then I moved, you know, like most people do, you know, you move to the city and, uh, you know, really get after your career. And, you know, now we've had two sets of twins over the course of the last eight years, Wyatt and Berkeley and Lincoln and Lennon. And so just really my wife, Holly, and I came to the conclusion, like you did, Brian, I thought he was crazy moving to the country. <laughs> he was ahead of me. And then I did. I was like, dude, really? You're going to do that long of a drive? And sure enough, though, we have the two sets of twins. We're living in in Westlake and Crocker Park in a townhome. My wife's like, we need a bigger backyard. I'm like, yes, we do. So now we have a 70-acre backyard, 67-acre backyard, and, you know, building a farm to, to raise the kids on, man, but, you know, create that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, that's awesome. So it sounds like uh, having large families is in your blood, right? Yeah. Because you have five children of your own, Jordan, and you talked about the two sweat sets of twins there. But when, when you were growing up, how was the relationship uh, with your siblings? How did that come along? What really has gotten you here today? I know your dad was in the insurance business and he had people coming to the door, people that working for him. Speak a little bit on, about that. Yeah, what Brian's talking about is people coming to the door. They were going to the door, coming to the door. They were knocking and selling insurance door to door. Un unbelievable. And that's actually how I was kind of forced into starting out in this business. That was a tough, tough time for me as a, as a young man going door to door, talking to people about their insurance, about Medicare, about their life insurance, their long-term care insurance. But uh, yeah, I'm, you know, my dad was in the business and, you know, he, you know, he kind of groomed a lot of us to try to be his successor. 
And by the time it got to me, he had already given the agency to my uncle. But, you know, it was a blessing in disguise because it, it forced me to go out and blaze my own path. I I'm, I'm truly have that entrepreneurial spirit. And yeah, so it was a but it was great because I did grow up every night. My dad, right or wrong, he was kind of a workaholic. And so he brought his home work home with him and he would have a CPA or an attorney or an insurance agent or a stockbroker like at dinner most nights. I mean, I'm not kidding. And so the topic around the dinner table was business and whether I, whether I realized it or not, when the time was happening, it was like I was, and I was taught old school, you know, your children are meant to be uh, seen, not heard. And so it was listening and, and absorbing a lot more than I realized, you know, through those early years of my life. A lot of that subliminal messaging seeking through your brain coming in and, and learning that way. That's awesome. But, but you said something that's profound there. And, and I just want to say, you said, hey, there's 70 acres very happy to raise the kids on the farm, but you were knocking on door to door, right? You were going to those doors, knocking on people's doors saying, hey, well, what was that technique you taught me that I want to talk about real quick? You know, with, with the door and they would creep open the door and you'd be like, and then you would stick your leg in the door. What, what <laughs> no, 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 no. Tell me, tell me that. Yeah. I know something like that. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> this is painful to even bring back this memory, but believe it or not, in my the guy that worked for my dad, Bob, had taught me this and and it was painful but basically you go to the door and you let them know you're there to see your them on their insurance and they would tell you what insurance and you know you tell them their their medical insurance or or what and, and you'd kind of look down and you would kind of reach for the door but don't touch the door and don't look back up just look out and reach for the door <laughs> And one out of 10 people will actually go ahead and open the door for you. And then you go in and you sit down and you call the 800 number and you, you know, and, and you basically walk them through their medical benefits of what's covered and what's not covered and what insurance that they prop could pick up to pick up those, cover those gaps. But, oh my God, you're giving me horrible heartburn. <laughs> Memories. I, I it did give me thick skin, though. I gotta say, I mean, to be an entrepreneur and start companies, I mean, you gotta be able to get through a lot of highs and lows. And so those that early, yeah, that early adversity that I had to face, I guess, in one in some way, served me well. Yeah. No, I just want to bring that up. I, I wanted everyone to hear that story. Could you share with me? And I cringed the first time you told me that. <laughs> That that went, but but you nailed it, right? You were going door to door, and what nine out of ten people were saying no, and it was just that one, and it was that rinse, recycle, repeat every day for you. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's where we started the career. How how did your career progress? How did we get starting JL Smith? Yeah, you know, I was, you know, and I still am today, as you know, Brian. I'm a lifelong learner. I love to learn. I love to read. I love to uh, listen to lectures and these days podcasts like this and watch videos and attend conferences, get licenses, designations. So I really was kind of like a self-taught type of entrepreneur and business person, you know, just, just learning through reading and taking courses and licenses and designations and, and whatnot. And so, you know, I started out on the insurance side, but I always had a deep 
passion and desire for the finance, for the investment side, right? And even early on, I know bringing back dad memories, right? When I was 13 years old, for my 13th birthday, my dad structured this 13-week challenge of where I had to pick, I had to do the invest the research and pick a group of in stocks. And then after that week, or after the 13 weeks, he measured it over a period. And if those stocks were up, then it was a credit. If they were down, it was a it was like a debit against. And that determined what my gift was, was X amount of dollars. And then it made, made me invest half the dollars and the other half I was able to spend. It was a cool lesson though, at 13 years old. And it actually really sparked my fire and desire for the stock market. So actually I was... I wanted to be a stockbroker. I also wanted to be a teacher for a period of time in an attorney. And I swore I would never have anything to do with insurance. Sure enough, <laughs> I started out in insurance though. And, but from there it was getting investment license, really became completely intrigued with estate planning, you know, certified estate planner designation and learning how all of that work and working closely with law firms to help people in that area. And then eventually, you know, Brian, right about the time when you and I met, we, you know, we started a tax preparation firm. I was, I was doing a lot of tax advice, like tax planning and management type of strategies, working closely with other CPAs and tax professionals as well. But I decided to kind of bring it in-house to bring that one-stop shop uh, convenience to the clients that would want us to not only do their tax planning and management, but also to be able to provide the preparation. And then, of course, the insurance and the investments. And then we bring attorneys in to draw up all the legal paperwork. But we know how to advise them on kind of how to spot the opportunity of what's, you know, when a trust is suitable or when just a simple will will suffice and other type of more advanced strategies where we'll bring attorneys in to help in those areas as well. Yeah. Kudos to your dad. I think I'm going to steal that idea right there. When my daughter turns 13, my son turns 13. I thought you were going to tell me he was going to give you 13 insurance leads and whatever you'd knock down from <laughs> that, that would be when your birthday gift, yeah. right? Wouldn't be surprised. Right. God, God uh, rest Jerry's soul. But I want to go back to something that, that you shared with me earlier in my career that was, that was very profound and, and great. Being the lifetime learner that you are and you've expressed, when you used to go to these conferences, right, national conferences, one thing you always told me is I would interview the people there. I would find out who was most successful and I would corner them. Or I would say, let me take you out to lunch. Let me take you out to dinner. And you would ask them questions. I want you to, to elaborate on some of that so we can hear that story that I heard that was that made a profound difference in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I've always been taught, you know, to, you know, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, you know, and always strive to, you know, surround yourself and even hire and work with people that are, that are even more capable than you are in especially a lot of different areas, like nobody can be the best at everything. And so, you know, just identifying, you know, what you're really passionate about and what you're best at, and then surrounding yourself with other people. And so, you know, one of the things as I was starting out, especially in building 
you know, more of a business for, cause for a period of time, I was really just a financial advisor and that was connecting the dots, bringing in the attorney, the CPA, and you know, the other professionals that were needed to build a holistic wealth management plan for that client. But at the end of the day, you know, I didn't really have a business. And then, you know, I was struck with a health event that really for at 29 years old realized I had a heart condition that's hereditary from my grand my grandmother. And and at that point, it kind of, you know, it was like a smack in the face, right? Like, man, you got to get your stuff together, Jason. And you can't just be a financial advisor. You need to build a business that's going to take care of your family if God forbid everything, anything ever happens to me. So you know, that's where I got really serious too at 29 about not only being the best financial advisor I could be, but building the best business I could and surrounding myself with the right people. And back to your uh, point and your question, Brian, on in, in it all relates, is that, you know, I started going to every conference and joining every association I could to learn from the best business owners, the best CEOs in the industry and in the financial services industry of how they were creating the best service model and the best offering to their clients and building you know, that type of business. What were they doing that really differentiated and made them stand apart? And so, you know, that was a huge part of my learning was identifying those mentors and those people, which are dozens that have helped me along the way to you know, to, to get to where we're at today, J.L. Smith. Nah, it's, it's definitely been a great journey in, in sharing how you've met with those individuals and, you know, the experts in the room, right? You had a chance to corner them, talk to them, get all that knowledge, get that education. And, you know, you paid for the conference and the people that were willing to talk to you, you, yeah. you made it happen one way or the other, which is, which is great. You start off out of a storefront, right? You were doing this out of a storefront, and then you transition to the office a lot of the people know, which is the Avon office, and now we've grown into multiple states, all that. But what made you, you know, sink your feet into Avon? What is a little bit of that story? I know there's a cool thing where you bought that office, it was raining in, and there was holes in the roof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was such a great, you know, it was funny because speaking of conferences, I was at a conference and I was inspired uh, by a guy named Denny who in Wisconsin that had bought an old historical home and then renovated it into his office. And he had all these pictures and he was talking about what an awesome family environment that it had created and how much his clients loved coming to this old historical home because it would remind them of their grandparents' home or their parents' home, maybe a home they grew up in, you know, and it just had that feel of like a family environment. And, you know, so I saw this guy and I came back and I told my, my wife, I said, you know what, we need to do this. Let's let's go buy an old historical home and renovated it. And, and so that's, we were living in Avon. And at that point, we just said, you know, let's, you know, we love this town. This is a great town. Let's, you know, we, we found an old abandoned home on Detroit Road, unbelievable location. And uh, yeah, it was abandoned and we bought it. And then friends and family and clients Herb from Herb's Tap yeah. did all the plumbing, rest his soul as well. He's no longer with us. And nights and weekends, it was just like it's during the day we had to do our day job. But 
you know, at night we were, we were renovating the office and, you know, I was just talking about the, somebody about this the other day, Brian, it was an unintended consequence or effect that I didn't realize I did it because I wanted the clients to feel at home mm-hmm. and have that feeling of like a real homey environment. But think about what it's done for our employees and our staff. We have the closest relationships with, I mean, Brian and I are best, best friends and the, but not only us, we have so many others that all hang out in evenings and weekends and like, we enjoy each other, like foosball in the basement and, you know, just go hang out together. It has created that family environment and feel for all of our team members too, which I just never even realized that something like that would happen. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those great consequences you don't expect to happen and just show up. And with that office, we've added on to it over the years. I know when we originally bought it, it's an old historic home, right? It's an old historic home. And, and I laughed because the story was there's a, a husband and a wife and six children. And what was it? The domain where they were living was like 1,500 square feet farmhouse, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That, yeah. Now we've uh, added an addition to it and we're, we're busting out the seams again. Yeah. We have offices all across uh, the nation. In addition is we've had to extend some of the staff in Westlake. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Jason, what do you think it is that motivates you? Like, what, what do you think is the thing? I want to piggyback off the offices all around the country. So like, you know, Brian, one of the things that, again, it was kind of an unintended consequence. I was going out to all these conferences, meeting all these people, interviewing all the best minds in the financial services industry to try to gain access to knowledge and experience and wisdom and best practices that I could layer in to J.L. Smith to help grow our business. Well, I never imagined in a million years I would make all these friends and find a lot of other advisors that actually wanted to learn from me and wanted to learn from us. And so ultimately started another company, Clarity to Prosperity or C2P Enterprises, that supports financial advisors. And so now we have offices just like J.L. Smith all over the country that are running all the same processes and systems, the bucket plan, financial planning process, the all the tax planning and management that we do, everything that you see and experience at JL Smith, if you're a client, you're going to see an experience in multiple off if you were to work with other advisors in about a hundred different offices all around the country. So that's what's cool about is we've expanded. We have, you know, Fremont and down in Florida, and then we expanded to an office in Westlake as well. But the expansion also is amongst all these other advisors around the country that are running all the same systems that we've created and developed and continue to refine at JL Smith, which is really cool. Yeah. Let's talk about you personally a little bit. What's, what's your why? Why are you doing all of this? What gets you up in the morning that, hey, you're excited to be up and you're starting to take those notes. Maybe you're meditating. I know you do get up early. So let's start with the question. I'll ask about the morning ritual a little bit here in a minute. But let's, what's the why? What's the why factor for you? Yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, it kind of, if you think back what I was sharing with you a little bit ago, at 29, I was, you know, diagnosed with this heart condition that, made me get very serious about my health. And that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about holistic health. And we'll talk about that in a minute and why we're doing this podcast too, right? On holistic wealth and health. 
But the, you know, the first why was really driven by, I knew I needed to build a business that was going to run successfully with or without me to take care of my family when I had this unexpected, you know, health condition come up at 29. So that was a little bit of the, I mean, it was a big part of the why. Then as time went on and I was able to build JL Smith with your help and, and, and many others, but Brian's been a huge part of it. And that's why, you know, we're doing this podcast together. But when I had the confidence that JL Smith was going to be able to take care of Holly and the kids, if anything were to happen to me, because, because I'll, you know, I'll be honest, it was one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my life. I'm the shoemaker's kid. I was the son of an insurance guy and I didn't have the proper life insurance in place. And then at 29 became uninsurable. And it was a big eye opener. It was like, one of, I mean, I couldn't believe that I did that, knowing what I knew, being in this business, but thinking I was invincible and not having the appropriate amount of life insurance. I knew I had to build the business to take care of Ollie and the kids. So that was my initial why. But once I knew that it was going to be okay, like the business was self-sustaining and there was enough cash flow to take care of Holly and the kids. And I knew that I had a partner at Brian that, you know, would make sure that everything was going to be okay if something were to happen to me. My why became so much bigger and deeper. And, and my why is really to get a holistic wealth management process, the bucket plan, out to as many American families in this country as I can. Because I believe with my heart and soul, it's the right way to do business. You have to connect the financial, tax, legal, insurance, all into one holistic plan. Because if you don't, things get missed, balls get dropped, and ultimately the client if something goes wrong, they could run the risk of running out of money, which is not, you know, like, and if we have the ability and we do to protect against that and, and through our advice and planning that we can share. And so that's what really spurred me to start the other company, you know, C2P was get as many other advisors around the country running this process and educating clients on what they can and, and need to do to tie everything together into a holistic wealth management plan. It's amazing. And what I'm hearing you say is a lot of selfless things, right? In the beginning, it was, it was Holly and Jordan, right? If, they, if you were gone, you want to make sure your family is taken care of. And now that you have the businesses in place and knowing that whether you're here or not, those are going to be taken care of, your why changed, right? It, it had that metamorphosis where you went into saying, now I want to help as many families as I can. But you know what? Are, are you setting your goals too short? And I'm going to say this is because there's a motivational speaker out there that says Tiger Woods always set his goal as I just want to beat Jack Nicholas's record. Mm -hmm. But if he said it as I want 100 tour championships, that he would have he would have blew past Jack Nicholas's record. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about this is we belong to something called MDRT, which is a national conference for some of the elite advisors across America, but also it's across the globe. And I remember going to one a few years ago when the bucket plan book just came out and there was people from all of these different countries coming up to you where the bucket plan book was translated and wanted to take pictures with you. Yeah. So I think maybe it needs to be worldwide here. I well, like the American thing, yeah. but 
you know, yeah. it, it, you've already affected people across the world, right? Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's so cool that you, you bring that up. So MDRT's Million Dollar Roundtable, and it's an international organization. I've been part of it for, I think, 17 years now. And I've spoken there multiple times, probably, uh, you know, close to a dozen times. And the, the talks are translated into different languages all over the country, you know, obviously. And it is it is cool, Brian, because, you know, as you know, you know, the kind of the battle cry for that other company for C2P is we want to simplify financial planning for one billion people worldwide. Now, I mean, the reality of it is we're never going to have a billion clients here in the U.S. We're never going to have a billion clients around the country. But if we can educate them on the importance of time segmenting your money based on the purpose and the time horizon of when you're going to need to access those funds and time and segmenting your goals based on the purpose and the time horizon of when you want to hit those goals and you may need financial resources in order to hit those goals. It doesn't matter if it's a 21, 22-year-old coming out of college, if it's an 80-year-old preparing for end-of-life planning, if it's a tribesman in the middle of South Africa. <laughs> like, it really doesn't matter. Like, everybody should be thinking about now, soon, and later. The resources that they should accumulate, the goals they should set in order to make sure that, you know, they get the outcome that they deserve. No, that's great. And we heard a lot about of your, your now, your soon, but what's your later? What is the legacy or what's the effect you want to leave on this earth? If you were gone tomorrow, what do you want people to remember you as? What impressions do you want to leave on people? What what, what matters to you? What, what What's that going to look like? Yeah. I mean, as you know, Brian, when you when you're raising young children, right? My six-year-olds, my eight-year-olds, and then now my, you know, 26-year-old is just joined C2P actually, starting to work in the business. And wow, I know that this Simplify Financial Planning for a billion people worldwide is a lifetime goal of this company, right? And, and you know, JL Smith is the largest office, you know, by far of our group of all these hundred offices around the country. And so we're making the biggest difference in that regards, right? Of educating American families. But in order for the bigger global thing to happen to really make a major dent and difference in the world, which is what I aspire to do, I need my kids to help, you know, pass that torch. And, you know, I need to be able to pass the torch to them. I need them to be prepared to pass the torch to their kids, right? This is a lifetime goal of the company. This is a lifetime goal of my family and, and, and many other families, right? To try to really do the best job we can do through this holistic wealth management approach and through the bucket plan. So, you know, to me, that's what I want to be remembered for is just somebody who really made a difference in the world. And, and I want to, you know, and I want my kids to be good human beings that are driven by purpose and passion. And I, and, and even if they don't end up coming to the businesses and, and this isn't their passion, you know, hopefully it will be one or two or, or more of them out of the five, you know, <laughs> the odds, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the odds. Yep. But 
you know, I just hope, you know, I, I, obviously I want them to find their passion too, but it's just like, I don't know, like my dad always said to me, if you do the right thing and you take care of the client, the money will follow. Right. And that's always stuck to me as by far the best advice that he ever gave to me. And to me, I just, I want to be remembered for that, for doing the right thing and, you know, and making a difference in the world. Yeah. Very profound. It sounds like with some of those children, you got to start inviting the CPAs, the lawyers, and everyone to dinner <laughs> to, sit, to sit around the dinner table. Yeah. And we'll start sinking in well, with the kids like it, like it's sunk in on you, right? Well, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? They get a lot of that. I mean, it's like we, we have two guest rooms here and we're constantly having people stay business and people were holding events. We're about to hold an event in an hour here on our property here at our farm. And so they're going to be out there for that Dr. Elko talk. And they're meeting all these great people that get to hear about, you know, the good work that we do. So I'm trying. Yeah, that's great. A few more things here is, you know, obviously this is going to be a holistic wealth and health podcast. We talked a lot about the wealth and those backgrounds, but share with me about health. You know, you had that health scare. Where do you stand with health? What's important to you? What are you doing on a daily basis to make sure you're keeping your mind sharp? All of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great kind of land the plane question, Brian, because I mean, we, you know, I'm very passionate about this podcast because I've done a lot of things in my life and I've done, it's my, it's my hobby by far more than anything else. It is this holistic health and the things that I can do with my mind, with my body, with my spirit to become the best and strongest being I can be for my for my wife, for my kids, for my family, for my friends, and for my employees and my clients and my partners. But it's, you know, it's all about and for God, right? And so at the, you know, and I saved the best for last. <laughs> and so the thing is, is I want to share what I've learned by bringing on different experts in the, you know, holistic health field, right? And different things that I've learned and different things I've done that have served me really well. Morning rituals, meditation, yoga, just, you know, nutrition and wellness practices and different positions and all kinds of great things that I'm very passionate about. And I'm hoping that some of the listeners are going to be able to pick up some things as well. And then because my job these days is more running the business, um, not working directly with clients for holistic wealth management. That's what Brian does on a day in and day out basis. So you're the one who's going to be carrying the heavy load to educate everybody on the holistic wealth management. And we're going to, we got a lineup. We already have 33 guests identified that we're going to be interviewing on this podcast in the, in the months ahead. So we're super excited about this. That's great, Jason. If there's one last thing I want to ask you today, what's your message to the world? If you had one thing to tell the people of the world, what is that going to be? Wow. That's, yeah. I should have like been prepared. No, this better when you're not prepared. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One message to the world. What I, would it be? Yeah. I, you know what? It's, it's my favorite quote by Henry Ford is the first thing that comes to mind. And it's whether you think you can, or whether you think you can't either way, you're right. Yeah. There you go. Well, 
appreciate everyone listening on this first podcast. We're looking forward to many more exciting guests in the future. Like you said, we got a great lineup coming. The second one, you're going to be the chance to interview me. Looking forward to that. But we'll be talking to all you soon. Keep your wealth and your health up. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Wealth and Health Podcast. We hope we inspired you to make changes so you can live your best life. If you want to find out more about what we do, or if you want to have a holistic wealth and health financial plan, please call 456-833-7000. Please subscribe to the podcast and share it widely with your friends and family. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors and SEC Registered Investment Advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Ohio. J.L. Smith Wealth and Tax Planning and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice. Insurance and tax services offered through Advisor DBA are not affiliated with PCA. Information received from this podcast should not be viewed as individual investment advice. Product discussions and illustrations are hypothetical in nature and will vary based on many factors including, but not limited to, age, health, product, insurance carrier and product design. You should consult the insurance carrier website and policy for detailed information. For information pertaining to the registration status of PCA, please contact the firm or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website. For additional information about PCA, including fees and services, send for our disclosure statement as set forth on Form ADV from PCA using the contact information herein. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money.